Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast. I am Jared St. Clair, and it is my mission to help parents searching for answers to raise healthy, natural kids. Here, I not only provide that vital information, but also help you optimize your vitality while avoiding pharmaceuticals. On today's show, I'm going to share a quick story to give you an idea of what today's show is about. I got a direct message on Instagram the other day, and it's had me thinking ever since. And then this morning, as I was writing notes for this show, I took a break to take a call from a client of mine. She is a self-proclaimed newbie to natural health and wellness. That conversation got me thinking too. There's a lot of overwhelm, a very serious level of overwhelm that people experience, particularly parents seem to reach when it comes to raising their kids. Okay, let's face it. We all experience overwhelm when it comes to raising our kids. I mean, I've got six kids, four of my own biological and two that I was blessed with through marriage. And overwhelm is not something that I experience often, but maybe there's not a single one of us parents out there who hasn't felt that way when it comes to our kids. You know, there's all these questions about how to do it right or how to do it wrong, right? What school should I send them to? Should it be a private school, a public school, a charter school, a home school? What do I feed them that to make them as healthy as they can be? What about their friends? Is it safe to send them to the park at a certain age? What about sleepovers? Should I let them play sports? Should I make them play sports? Should I get them piano lessons? Is that shirt too revealing? The list is endless. So yeah, I get it. You get it. We all get it. But when it comes to their health, the questions can become not just overwhelming, but so confusing. There's so many voices out there talking about health and wellness. I was raised a little differently than most. Okay, a lot differently than most. When it comes to health choices, my parents made some unique ones, we'll say. We did a lot of avoiding of a lot of things. We avoided fluoride in our toothpaste. We avoided white bread and white sugar. We avoided most anything pharmaceutical related. We were weird. I remember when I was 16 years old asking my older brother what aspirin was because a friend had suggested it for something, I think. I don't remember why I asked the question, but I'd never heard of it. I didn't know what aspirin was when I was 16, which is kind of funny because I'd been working in a health food store for years by then, but of course, health food stores don't sell aspirin. I'd never had a Tylenol, an aspirin, an ibuprofen at any point in my life to that point. So many things were foreign to me when I went to my friends' houses. I mean, I never went to a doctor until I was also 16 and blew out my ankle playing basketball. I mean, never, not for anything after the day I was born. But what about you? The two, the one instant message and the one phone call that I got were from two mothers and they grew up more like most people in America grew up in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Not like me with my kind of weird sort of hippie-ish parents, but you know, pretty mainstream 
you get a fever, you take Tylenol. You have a cold or a sore throat, maybe you go to the doctor. Things like that. I didn't get raised that way, but what was interesting is when I became a parent, I started recognizing that all of this knowledge that I'd been taught by my parents and learned through helping people at Vitality Nutrition was like super valuable information, but I was still stressed out about, was I doing it right? Was I doing it right? Now I have a philosophy about right and wrong that not everybody agrees with. Basically, I think right and wrong is really just a matter of perception, but boy, can it feel overwhelming, especially when it comes to raising kids. I've actually had a lot of these types of conversations lately, thanks to being on the podcast Just Ingredients with Carlin Carr, Call, Carlin Call, sorry, I tried to give her name twice. And having a lot of people reach out to me that I've never talked to before. Now, if you're not familiar with the Just Ingredients podcast, you should check it out. I was on episode 61, and I certainly feel that's the best episode she's done, but she has some amazing episodes, really, with some great guests. But her Instagram follow is also amazing. There's a reason why so many people follow her. And one of the things she really tries to do, I would say the thing she really tries to do is just give basic education on kind of the thises and not the thats when it comes to what we should do about our health and our choices when it comes to ingredients, including food, but also ingredients in our body care products and so on and so forth. Great resource. Well, that group of people, many of them are now listening to this show. You may be one of them and welcome aboard if that's the case. Thank you. And so I've been getting a lot of questions and having a lot of conversations with a lot of people that I've never talked to about and that are still trying to figure out what I'm all about, I think. So many people, especially over the last couple of years, have started to kind of see maybe some of the errors of their ways in terms of you know how they've been handling medicine and wellness and things for their for their kids you may fall in that category or you may have a feeling that you've sort of got it worked out or maybe you're just getting started trying to figure out what the best way to do it is but what happens when we suddenly decide or learn that maybe we've been doing some of this stuff not optimally we'll say cuz again right and wrong it's just perception talk about overwhelm when you think about, you know, how your kids have been raised and what you fed them and what you've used for their shampoos and conditioners and body care stuff and cleaners around the house and all this kind of stuff. And then you learn, oh, wait a minute, glyphosate, dangerous, organic is better, you know, and all these other things. And you look around your house and it's full of plastic food containers, but now you believe that glass is a safer alternative. And your yard maintenance and your cleaning supplies are all made up of toxic chemicals, which you now know are not so good for you, but you've been using them for years. And You look at the back of your kid's toothpaste tube and it's got two or three different artificial colors and an artificial sweetener and a warning that says, do not swallow. Call poison control if you do. And then you look at the scented candles on the mantle, etc., etc., and you think to yourself, holy crap, where do I start? But you've been awakened to the fact that much of, if not most, of what you've been buying and using is maybe not so good for you or your kids. Once again, overwhelm. I've had several people specifically say, 
I don't know when to where to start. Now, I shared some similar thoughts on my podcast episode 238 just a, just a week ago. And that podcast really got me thinking. And, and that's a short one. It's 19, 20 minutes long. I'd love you to go back and listen to it because it really ties in with what I've decided to go into today. But that's episode 238. This episode of Vitality Radio, I have come up with something that I think might help. And that is some really simple ideas that you can implement for either cheap or free that can improve your health and your family's health right away. So on today's episode, I'll offer a list of at least 10 things that you can do right now to improve the health of yourself, your significant other, and your children today. Now, Vitality Radio Course is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. If you're one who is close by, we'd love to have you come by. But if you are not, you just give us a call at 801-292-6662. We can handle any questions you have over the phone. And if you'd like to shop with us and you're not close by, just check out vitalitynutrition.com. We would love to have you check us out there. And also, I am doing something that I think is also going to be helpful. Uh, thanks to some motivation from some people that I very much look up to, I am looking to really expand my social media presence to try and give you more you know, day in, day out tips and tricks that I've learned over the years that I think will be useful. The best place to find me on social is Instagram. At Jared Saint is my personal one. And then there's at Vitality Radio. And then we have one for the store as well, which is at Vitality Nutrition Bountiful. Okay, so what are these 10 things? And do I have time to get into all of them? I hope I do. Let's jump in right now. Thing number one, grounding, or also known as earthing. Now, if you haven't heard of this concept, or if you've heard of it, but you don't know what the heck it is, then this one is fascinating. And I think you're going to really like it. In fact, I tested it out and I've been testing it out more and more. And the more I plant my feet in the grass or the dirt, my bare feet, the better I feel. I've noticed some really, really cool things. Now, some of that stuff can kind of be placebo for sure, but I don't know. I'm seeing some cool benefits. Let's talk about what we've learned about grounding and earthing because nobody's spending big bucks on grounding and earthing because there's not a lot of money to be made teaching people to put their feet in the dirt, right? So nobody's going to, no big pharmaceutical company is going to drop, you know, $10 million on studying it or any of that kind of stuff. There are some companies that sell grounding mats, grounding sheet sets, and pillow sets, uh, grounding pads, a bunch of different stuff. And those companies have invested some money educating or, or sorry, studying this technique to see if it's helpful. The basic concept is pretty simple. We are meant, you know, we, we live on this earth. I believe personally that we're meant to be kind of one with the earth and the earth with us, which is one of the biggest reasons why I'm such a proponent of natural things, things that come from the earth, the way that we eat, the way that we medicate with, you know, vitamins, minerals, herbs, amino acids, as opposed to chemicals that have been manufactured by man. I'm a big believer in that. But what about energy? It turns out that as we wander around throughout our day, uh, we're bombarded with many different energetic signals, frequencies, things like that. Stress, um, 
all of these things mount up to a significant positive ionic charge. And that can imbalance us from an energe- on an energetic level. And we know that. There's pretty good evidence of that. The question is, how does earthing help with that? Well, earthing is basically contacting back with the dirt instead of having your shoes or a floor or socks or whatever else it is between you and the earth. You just take all that stuff out and you put your feet in the dirt or the grass and or the water. Water is fantastic because it's such a great conductor of electricity. It's one reason that a lot of people believe that people sleep really, really well after they played at the beach or in a lake or the ocean or whatever. It's an interesting thing. But of course, it is the beach or the lake or the ocean, not the swimming pool, because that is not connected to the earth. So it's kind of a different story. But there's some really cool and interesting things that happen because the earth itself is vibrating in more of a negative ionic charge. And when we can get contact with a negative energy, it helps to bring down that positive icon or ionic charge and it provides balance. That's the concept anyway. So what does the science actually say about this? Well, as I said, it's pretty under-researched. And frankly, I'll just tell you, it's worth a try because it won't cost you a dime. And at the very least, what I've found is it's very relaxing and calming. So the central theory, again, is that it balances the body's energy, the frequency, the way that your body vibrates and all that kind of stuff. There was a small study on grounding and heart health. They took just 10 healthy participants. So again, very small. They were grounded using patches on the palms of their hands and the soles of their feet. Blood measurements were taken before and after grounding to determine any changes in red blood cell fluidity, which plays a role in heart health. The results indicated significantly less red blood cell clumping after grounding, which suggests benefits for cardiovascular health. Now, again, very small study, and they weren't doing it on the earth. Why? Well, because the people who funded the study were selling these patches. Okay, so we have to recognize that there is some... Um, you know, most of the research going on in this stuff does have some sort of financial incentive behind it. Uh, so just keep that in mind as you're listening to these studies, but I'm telling you, I buy it. I buy it from personal experience. And I think if you think about it, the times that you've experienced direct contact laying on the beach or playing in the waves or playing out at the lake or any of those things where you're really in contact with nature, like physically in contact with nature, it does things for you. It really, really does. And I think we can all probably agree to that. Another slightly larger study examined the role of grounding on post-exercise muscle damage. Researchers used both grounding patches and mats and measured creatine kinase uh, in the white blood, oh, sorry, white blood cell count and pain levels before and after grounding. Blood work indicated that grounding reduced muscle damage and pain in participants. This suggests that grounding may influence healing abilities. This research is supported by a recent study on grounding for pain reduction and mood improvement. 16 massage therapists alternated between periods of grounding and no grounding. Before grounding therapy, physical and emotional stress and pain were common side effects of their physically demanding jobs. After the earthing therapy... Pain, stress, depression, and fatigue were all reduced among participants. Most of the studies on grounding are small and rely somewhat on these subjective measures 
you know, where people are self-reporting their feelings, mood and things like that. But some are also based on blood markers uh, that detect inflammation, blood clotting and so on and so forth. So the science is small, but it is there and there is some pretty good evidence. The interesting thing is I've yet to read a study on grounding from anybody that didn't show benefit, which I think is interesting. So how do we do it? Well, you walk barefoot. Um, today, as I was prepping this show and I thought, you know what, I'm going to talk about grounding. I've only talked about it maybe once or twice on Vitality Radio in the 14 years I've done this show. And I thought, you know, while I'm writing this show, I grabbed my phone and I walked outside and walked along my lawn, my neighbor's lawn. I don't know what they thought about that. Hopefully they were at work. And I just walked in the grass while I grounded. So I was getting my grounding and earthing going. I was prepping my show, typing notes and doing research, and I was getting exercise. That was pretty cool. So walking barefoot on the grass, the sand, the mud, the dirt um, allows your skin to touch the natural ground that provides that grounding energy. You can also lie on the ground. I find a park with a nice patch of grass and just lay down in the grass, not on a blanket, or do it in your own yard. That works too. I mentioned water. According to advocates of grounding, water may be used to ground in the same way that the physical earth is for grounding. And some people believe that it's actually faster and more powerful because the water conducts electricity so well. And then there are grounding mats, grounding sheets or blankets, grounding socks, bands and patches. Now, I don't sell any of those things and I don't really uh, claim to know which ones are the best. I'm looking into it right now. And if I find one I love, and I test it out and feel like it's good. I will let you know about it. But right now, I just come in contact with the earth. So that's item number one. And that one probably took as long as anything I'm going to share today. So we'll do some shorter, quicker ones here next. The next one that you can do, and remember, grounding and earthing, walking while you're doing it even better, all totally free. And you can do it with your kids. And I love that idea. Number two, stop drinking from the tap. There is not a source of water outside of maybe your, uh, your city water that you water your lawn with that is uh, less desirable than tap water. Uh, filtered water, bottled water, well water, all that water is a better option in my view. Now, I personally am blessed to live three or four miles from a, a pristine well with free water for anyone that comes along and wants it. And that's the water I drink 90% of the time. It tastes amazing. It comes straight out of the earth. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's the best thing I've ever found when it comes to water. You can do a Google search and look up well water near me, and you can actually find well water that's probably relatively near you. A little bit of a hassle. You got to bring your empty bottles in every week or two and fill them up. But you know, it works. Uh, your grocery store probably has refillable bottles uh, that you can go get uh, what's called RO water, reverse osmosis water. You can also get distilled water, but if you're going to get distilled or RO, I do recommend adding electrolytes back into it. My favorite electrolyte right now, anyway, is one called Endure Drops from Trace Minerals, a local Utah company. And I add that even to my well water and I, I absolutely love it. But the tap water, it's got to stop. It's loaded with crap you do not need, including chlorine and usually fluoride, neither of which promote better health. In fact, both of which degrade health. Number three, get sunshine. Now, 
The water, you may have to pay for a little bit, unless you can find it free at the well. But filtering your water is not very expensive and buying bottled water, not very expensive. So still a very, very inexpensive option. Sunshine is free. Yes, sunshine is still free, even in this country where gasoline is $150 a gallon. So exposure to the ultraviolet B radiation in the sun's rays causes a person's skin to create vitamin D. Most of us know that. What we might not know, or maybe you haven't heard before, is how much vitamin D. Well, there was a study that was done in 2008, 30-minute period of people wearing a swimsuit, and this is what happened. Caucasian people, 50,000 units of vitamin D in a 30-minute period. That's a lot of vitamin D. That's amazing. People who had a nice base tan, 20 to 30,000 units, and people who have naturally darker skin got 8 to 10,000. And those of you who have darker skin, that means you do need more sun exposure than us, uh, you know, more easily sun uh, affected (laughs) Caucasian folks, because the less pigment in the skin, the more vitamin D can penetrate. It's really pretty simple. So what does this do for you when you get enough vitamin D? Well, it increases serotonin and enhances, or sorry, that's the vitamin D. Vitamin D is a whole nother topic, immune system, bone health, all kinds of things. But sunshine itself also does things you may not know. It increases serotonin. It can enhance the mood. And we know all of this through research helps skin conditions from acne to eczema to psoriasis and even prevents certain types of cancer. The ones that we know for sure have some evidence are colon cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma, ovarian cancer, pancreatic cancer, and prostate cancer. All of those matter. So what if you want to get sunshine, but you don't want to get burned, you don't want to get skin damage and all this kind of stuff? Well, the first thing is sunshine in uh, reasonable amounts, you know, 20, 30 minutes of exposed sun for people who won't burn in that amount of time is actually incredibly good for you in every way without creating any issues. And I just strongly disagree with anybody that believes otherwise. There's not evidence to back any of those other beliefs up that I've ever seen. So we need to get it. I've got, if you've seen my picture, I've got a very bald head. It's a great solar panel and it brings in a lot of sun and it only takes about 20, 25 minutes in the middle of the day at a swimming pool before I'm going to start burning pretty good if I don't get some sunscreen on. So I only use natural sunscreen, the mineral-based sunscreen. My favorite is made by a company called Think Sport. I think it's the best stuff out there, although there are some other really good ones. That one I love. And I put, I have it with me. And when I go to the pool or I'm outside on a hike or I'm doing whatever I'm doing outside, whether it's with me or the kids, either way, I get, I allow lots of sun on my arms, my legs, my head for about 20 minutes. And then I put the mineral sunscreen on right away and it immediately starts blocking the sun. I never get burned. I like, I never get burned. I don't remember the last time I had a sunburn and yet I get a tan, which I love, which actually acts as sunscreen too. And I get all the vitamin D that I need and all of those other benefits without ruining my skin. So it's amazing. That's number three. Number four is to switch to e-cloth. Now this one can cost you a few bucks up front, but it will save you money, a lot of money and hassle and toxicity in the long run, eCloth is a brand that I absolutely love. I swear by their stuff and it's all I clean my house with. Like literally it's all I clean my house with. I don't use any kind of chemicals. If I'm going to use something other than water, it's going to be white vinegar and white vinegar and water 
And e-cloth is all you need to clean your house if you learn how to do it correctly. And there's lots of good videos online to teach you that right on YouTube. And I may even start producing some videos to show you on Instagram, things like that, because I'm such a believer. But for about eight bucks, you can get the cloths that you really need, or sorry, about 16 bucks, you can get a couple of good e-cloths, which is really all you need to get started. Most people don't stop there. They add more, but that's okay. 16 bucks, you're going to save money on chemicals. You're going to save toxicity because you're not using those chemicals and you're going to have a cleaner, healthier home switching to e-cloth. How about number five? This might be my favorite one on the list, but I don't know. Number six is pretty awesome too, but we'll go with number five. Hugs. Yes, hugs. Hugs are incredible and they promote health in a significant way. And if you start to understand what hugs can do for you, you start to recognize how foolish and faulty and stupid the advice was that we were receiving from the you know, approved narrative during COVID where we were told to flee from one another, keep our distance, not shake hands, not, you know, you could bump elbows as long as you turned the other direction so you wouldn't breathe on somebody. We were wearing, wearing masks and all these other things, which I, no matter who wants to say whatever they want to say, you can disagree with me if you want. It was all absolute trash advice. So let's talk about hugs and what they do to prevent illness. We know that hugging for about 20 seconds increases your oxytocin levels, but it does many, many other things. And one of the things that nobody ever talks about is there is a bacterial exchange. We do talk about it when it comes to getting sick, but we don't talk about it when it comes to getting well. And the bacteria that make up our microbiome is not the same bacteria as your brother's bacteria. It's not the same bacteria as your wife's bacteria. It's not the same bacteria as your children's bacteria. And even identical twins have a very different microbiome. Like when they're born, it's not the same. Is that wild? Their DNA is the same. And their bacterial DNA, if you want to call it that, is not the same. The microbiome is meant to be shared and it is meant to improve our health. Hugging, kissing, holding hands, doing all of those types of intimate things matter. Shaking hands matters. All of those things are really, really good for your immune system. There's one study of over 400 adults where researchers found that hugging may reduce the risk of a person. Uh, getting sick, the participants with a greater uh, support system and more physical contact were far less likely to get sick than those who did not get much physical contact. And there's been a lot of studies that back that up. Um, hugs also reduce stress. Hugs may actually boost your heart health. In fact, this is an interesting study that I really thought was cool. Hugging uh, in this study, what they did is they put one group of romantic partners and had them held, hold hands for 10 minutes, followed by a 20 second hug with each other. The other group had romantic partners who sat in silence for 10 minutes and then had a 20 second hug. People in the first group showed greater reductions in blood pressure levels and heart rate than the second group. Greater reductions in blood pressure and heart rate from holding hands for 10 minutes and a 20 second hug compared to, and I actually said that wrong, the other group was just sitting in silence for 10 minutes and then an additional 20 seconds instead of the hug, basically. 
Um, according to these findings, an affectionate relationship may actually be good for your heart health. Of course it is. I think we know that intuitively, but instead, uh, you know, we've been taught that we should like steer clear of each other because you just might get sick. I'm not buying it. I believe our bacteria was meant to be shared. Our microbiome was meant to be shared and hugs are free and they're incredibly comforting. And there are too many people in this world that aren't getting enough of that physical contact. And we need to change that, make contact with the earth, make contact with each other, bring us closer together and share our love. It will improve our health. Hugs have been shown to actually specifically reduce anxiety in people with low, low self-esteem. And they have also been able to uh, have shown that it reduces fear. Hugs may also help reduce your pain. Hugs help you communicate with each other more efficiently. There's been some really, really interesting science that went done on that. And I'm going to run out of time, so I can't go into all of that. But the last thing that I found very interesting when I was researching the topic of hugs is that it is believed that four hugs is about kind of minimum for getting some of the benefit from hugs, four hugs a day. Eight is great for maintenance and 12 hugs a day will help us grow in many, many ways. 12 hugs a day may sound like a lot. I don't know. I'm a kind of huggy guy. I probably hugged four or five different people today, at least. Um, friends, family, some of my customers that I have a close relationship with. It's a beautiful thing. And I think we need to quit with this stigma that it's like weird to hug. America's kind of weird that way. In Europe, it's far more common to make that physical contact, even to the point of kissing each other on the cheek when we meet, right? Um, it's just a cultural thing, and I think we need to get over it to a large degree. Okay, number six, I said this might be tied with hugs, and it's one of my favorite things, game nights. Okay, let's just say, I don't know if you're a parent listening or a grandparent, maybe you don't have kids, but one of the things that I have found to be absolutely amazing at generating camaraderie in the family is game nights. There have been multiple studies that have been done showing that game nights increase the vocabulary of children dramatically, um, starting at about the age of two years old. They get higher reading scores in elementary through high school, more motivation in school, better relationships with their peers, a more positive perception of the parent-child relationship, and better emotional well-being and life satisfaction. Plus, it's fun. We live in this world where everything's technology, right? We have all this digital stuff. I mean, right now I'm speaking to you through digital technology, and I'm grateful for it. There's some amazing stuff that tech can give us, but it has distanced us. We don't sit across the table looking each other in the eye playing games. I had my nine-year-old with me this weekend. He loves games. He loves every kind of game you can imagine. Games in the yard, video games, board games, card games. He loves competition. He loves it all. He and I play a game called Stratego. If you're not familiar with it, it's an oldie but a goodie, and it's a two-person game. And I love sitting across from him, looking him in the eye as we both figure out what our strategy is going to be, and we see who wins. And it's never about who wins in our games, although we are competitive and we like to win. And sometimes at nine years old, he gets a little sad when he doesn't, but it brings us closer together. Game nights are powerful. 
absolutely amazing. Okay, now here's one that's more about what I usually talk about, you know, nutritional stuff. Eggs. We're going to talk about eggs, but I need to cut to a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about why eggs matter and what eggs matter. And I'm also going to talk about, we have four additional, really, really simple, really inexpensive things that you can do to improve your health right now and the health of your children. When I come back, I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. For years at Vitality Nutrition, we've struggled with the question, what can I do to help my aching joints? About 20 years ago, glucosamine and chondroitin appeared on the market, and for the first time, we had something natural that actually made a real difference for a lot of our customers. But over the years, glucosamine products seemed to still only work for a certain percentage of the people who tried them, and then only seemed to help so much. Then came hyaluronic acid. A healthy joint regularly secretes a substance called hyaluronic acid. This compound is slippery and provides lubrication and cushion to the joint. As we age, we produce less of this vital substance. The problem is that supplements containing this promising ingredient don't absorb well and mostly get wiped out in the stomach. Well, about eight years ago, Jared discovered a company who had figured out how to solve this problem. The product they developed is called Baxel, and it is amazing. Baxel is a liquid that's almost flavorless, and according to the clinical trials, when taken twice daily, provides significant relief to 84% of people who use it. At Vitality, we love Baxel because it works. It's as simple as that. Plus, it's 100% guaranteed. If your joints creak and pop, if you experience discomfort, pain, or stiffness, then you owe it to yourself to try Baxel today. Baxel is available at Vitality Nutrition and online at vitalitynutrition.com. Come visit us at 107 South 500 West in Bountiful, Utah. Check us out online or call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair, and I hope you enjoyed the first part of the show. Today's show, all about simple things, cheap things, free things you can do to immediately improve your health and the health of your family. And now we're going to jump right back in with the topic that I uh, let off with or or, uh, let out with, which is eggs. Now, you remember those commercials, eggs? From my head, I love eggs, from my head down to my legs, right? They used to do all these egg commercials. And why were they doing egg commercials? Because we'd been told that the cholesterol in eggs was going to kill us and that we were all going to die if we ate too many eggs. And it was so dangerous and blah, 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 blah. And where did that information come from? It came from the government. It came from some special interest groups. Uh, It came from places that you can't really trust with your health. Uh, As we have learned in uh, lots of research that's been done since then, eggs are one of the most nutritious foods you can possibly eat. Ask any vegan. Oh, sorry, vegans. But uh, yeah, for people who are not vegan, uh, you know, I have some friends that are and we battle back and forth on this, but eggs are legit if they come from the right source. So what is the right source and is it confusing or not? 
it's confusing because cage free doesn't necessarily mean what it sounds like it means. And it's kind of the, the regulations are a little loose to say the least, but organic means something when it comes to eggs. Now, optimally get your own chickens, feed them what you want them fed, raise them the way you want them raised and make sure they get plenty of room to roam in your backyard. But if that's not reality for you, there are other people doing it well. So hens that lay organic eggs uh, live in a, uh, can potentially live in a caging system, but it's not the same kind of cages that you read about those horror story things that we see all over Southern, uh, well, Central Utah, where we have these egg factories and there's millions of chickens in these giant buildings all taking up barely the amount of space that that particular chicken requires to take up to stay alive. It's not that. These are different, and by and large, organic eggs are cage-free. They eat organic feed. They do not receive hormones, vaccines, or antibiotics, and the land that the hens live on must produce the feed and must be free from the use of toxic and persistent chemical pesticides and fertilizers for at least three years prior to that farm being deemed organic. When it comes to macronutrients, there's actually very little difference between conventional eggs and organic eggs. The fats, the protein, carbohydrates, pretty much the same. And there's no evidence to show that organic eggs have less cholesterol than conventional eggs. But again, it doesn't matter if they have less cholesterol. It's all about the same. But recent research has found that organic eggs have more micronutrients. And frankly, most of us in America get plenty of macros and not nearly enough micronutrients. Findings from Penn State University suggest that the organic chicken eggs have three times more omega-3 fatty acids, which is huge, than their caged counterparts. And the eggs also contain 40% more vitamin A, twice as much vitamin E, and there are many other nutrients that they found these types of eggs are higher in. Many individuals who are concerned about antibiotics in their food will appreciate the fact that, as I mentioned before, there is not uh, there are not antibiotics used in organic chicken uh, raising, and that is absolutely huge because 70% of the, or, of the uh, uh, antibiotics that are produced in America are given to animals that are then fed to us, and so that is a big deal. But this one a lot of people don't know about, and it's important. <clears throat> Arsenic, we've all heard of it. Is a poison. It's a heavy metal toxin, and uh, when it gets too much in the body, it creates issues. A test by the Utah Department of Health identified arsenic-tainted eggs in chickens fed conventional feed. Arsenic contamination comes from an additive called roxarsone. Roxarsone was approved by the FDA, of course, which is used to promote chicken growth. Organic eggs do not have any of these chemicals or heavy metals. Now, you might be saying, yes, but Jared, the cost of living is through the roof right now. Gas is over $5 a gallon here in Utah, and it's 7 or $8 in other parts of this country. I can't afford to bump up the cost of my eggs. Well, let's talk about what we can and can't afford. It's different for all of us. I get that, and some of us are living very, very snugly right now. But here's the deal with organic eggs. They're about five bucks a dozen right now at my local grocery store, $4.99. Over at uh, Costco right now, you can get 18 for about $6.99, I believe, unless that price has changed, but right in that range. 
So they're, you know, five or a little less than five bucks a dozen. And that sounds expensive when we think about eggs, because most of us are used to paying like two or two fifty a dozen. But that means that if I'm going through a couple dozen a week, which is about what my house uh, goes through, and you may have a bigger family, you may go through a little bit more than that. But in my case, it's two dozen or a little less per week is what we go through. And that means that you've spent about six bucks a week more than you otherwise would have. That's about $24 a month. That's one cup of coffee at Starbucks once a week, one very cheap meal out. And if it's only a $6 meal, you probably shouldn't be eating it anyway, or a couple of drinks at someone somewhere like a Swig or a Fizz or one of these mini soda pop places that uh, serve all that toxic stuff that you also don't need. So basically, if you'll if you're willing to sacrifice any of those things once a week, then you can get healthier, better, arsenic-free eggs for your family. And so for my money, unless you are absolutely barely scraping by, this is a upgrade that almost everybody can do. So it is the little things that add up to the big things. Uh, you know, 15 minutes a day of walking, for instance, in the research shows that that can add up to three years to your life just walking 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day is a little thing. Three years is a big thing. And so what I'm telling you with these things is basically if we can make these small changes, especially the ones that don't cost us anything but a little more effort, then we absolutely have to look at those things and we look at those as wins. From a mental emotional standpoint, we all have what's called the reticular activating system. It's uh, over in the brain stem. Uh, we all have one. It filters out about 11 million bits of information every second that we receive. It's insane. And we can only filter it down to about 50 or 80 bits that we can consciously pay attention to. So when we make these shifts, and I would encourage you, if you've got kids, particularly young kids, when you make these shifts, you switch over to e-cloth and teach them how to clean the mirrors with just water. You switch them over to organic eggs. Uh, you know, you, you start taking them on that 15-minute walk. You do a game night once a week. All these types of things celebrate these victories. They may seem like small victories, but as we celebrate these victories, our reticular activating system will then essentially subconsciously cheer us on towards more small victories that will improve our health. It's really a truly amazing thing. So celebrate. Tell your kids, hey, we're making this shift and it matters and I'm excited about it and you should be excited about it because we're all going to be healthier and happier because of it. So big, big fan of the uh, shift to the eggs and a couple of brands just for what it's worth that I like, but there are a bunch of good ones out there. One's called Vital Farms. I've looked into them and I believe they're doing a good job. Another one's called Pete and Jerry's. And like I said, yeah, about five or six bucks a dozen, but uh, fantastic eggs. Now, I am fortunate enough to have a nine-year-old who loves raising chickens. He's the sweetest chicken farmer you'll ever meet in your life. And uh, most of my eggs come from that source. And it's amazing. Uh, you know, they're fed organically. They're given room to roam, all that kind of stuff. And if you can do it, do it. But if not, get out to the store and swap when you're done with your conventional eggs to the organic. I also encourage you, if you can find it, raw milk. Raw milk is a big deal. 
I was raised not doing much dairy because my parents believed that it was not good for me. And as I've researched it, I recognize that dairy itself is not the problem. It's the pasteurization, homogenization, and the way that the cows are actually fed and pumped full of hormones and steroids and all kinds of other things, you know, growth hormones and so on. So when I also remember one of my favorite memories as a kid was <clears throat> crossing the railroad tracks with my mom, listening to Queen on the radio and going to the raw milk place. So when we could get raw milk as a kid, that's what we drank. But when we couldn't, we didn't drink milk, really. That's pretty much the, the choice that was made. And that's the choice I make about 90% of the time. If I can't get raw milk or I don't have raw milk, I just don't do milk. If I do milk and I need milk at the time, I'll either do a non-fortified nut milk. Uh, you want to look for one that doesn't have calcium carbonate added to it because it's a fake nutrient. You don't want it in your body. And you, uh, or you can go with organic milk, which at least has the benefits of being organic, which pretty much lays on, on top of what I just said about eggs, but raw milk, which has been demonized, it's been made to, you know, seem like it's this massive killer and people are dropping dead. It's just not the case. Raw milk has been with us for as long as humanity, uh, just about, and it's very, very safe if it's handled correctly. And you can go to raw-milk-facts, F-A-C-T-S, to get more information, or the Weston A. Price Foundation. And then uh, there, there are, in most states, areas, farms that you can buy raw milk from. Uh, and the next chain, uh, the next one is number nine on the list. We're getting almost to the, to the end of this thing. Switch out your deodorant and your toothpaste. Now, there's a dozen, okay, there's a few dozen... <laughs> different changes you can make when it comes to your body care. But one of the things that I think matters here the most is that deodorant and toothpaste are things that male and female use. Toothpaste is used from the time we're really, really little all the way up until the time we leave this earth. And deodorant, you know, not too far behind for most people. The first thing is antiperspirants. Antiperspirants are problematic for your health. There's plenty of evidence of that. There's all kinds of potential links to everything from Alzheimer's to autoimmune disorders and all kinds of other things because of the, the aluminum that's being uh, used to plug up your pores gets into the system and aluminum is toxic to humans. So you switch to a non-antiperspirant and use a deodorant instead. What type of deodorant would you use? You use a clean mineral-based deodorant. My personal favorite up to this point is made by a company called Think Sport. I absolutely love it. There's also a local one here in Utah, and if you're close to Vitality, uh, you can get this, or you, or we can certainly ship it out to you as well, called Amine Naturals, which I discovered them years ago, and I've been using the uh, one of theirs just recently, as I've always used Think Sport ever since I discovered it. And the Amine Natural stuff is fantastic. It's made by a, a wonderful woman who does great work uh, on, on the natural stuff. And I just discovered that uh, our friend over at Just Ingredients has deodorant as well, and hers is clean as a whistle. So there are a lot, actually tons of natural deodorants you can choose from. And you have to find one that you really like, but that's a switch that might cost you a dollar or two more a month uh, for a really good one. Toothpaste. Look on the back of your tube of toothpaste and even more so the back of your kid's tube of toothpaste. See how many artificial colors and sweeteners are in it. And on your kid's toothpaste, if it says that it's dangerous if swallowed and you may have to call poison control, 
then it's probably not a toothpaste you ought to be putting in your child's mouth in the first place. There are cleaner, healthier, non-chemical toothpastes out there. You're pretty much going to have to find them at health food stores, although there are some grocery stores that carry them now. And you'll need to do a little bit of research. And uh, I'll start posting, uh, you know, kind of my favorites as I uh, get more active on Instagram here. And you'll see that. But those are two changes that you can make right now that, again, if they cost you anything, it's you know, maybe it's 50 cents or a dollar or $2 a month. It's not much. And it's a big deal. The last one I want to share with you, I think is as big as maybe anything I've shared. Some would argue it is easily the biggest thing. My dear friend, Michelle, who taught me most of this, uh, would argue that it is the biggest thing that I've shared today. And that is deep and intentional breath work. Deep and intentional breath work. Deep meaning that you're breathing deeply. Intentional meaning that you're spending time focusing on your breath. Now, there are dozens of different ways to do this. Um, my friend Michelle, she learned uh, Sadarshan Kriya, which is a, an ancient breath work practice from India. And I think it's fantastic. But for the purposes of this show, where I have just a couple of minutes to talk about this, I'm going to recommend something that I learned uh, called the physiological sigh. Some people also call it the straw breath. And there are different names for a lot of these breaths depending on where people learn them from. But a guy named Andrew Huberman, if you're not familiar with the Huberman Lab podcast, it's a really great one. Uh, the physiological sigh is uh, something very interesting. I've talked about it on Vitality Radio before, and if you've heard this, I apologize. But it's, it's so powerful that I want to make sure I share it with you, especially so that you can share it with your kids if you've got kids or your grandkids because it is built into each of us. All of us have it physiologically built into us. If your child runs in with a scraped knee, gets the hugs and snuggles that they need and starts to calm down after the tear fest, then what are they going to do? They're going to do this. That is the natural way that our body takes us from the sympathetic uh, fight or flight mode to the parasympathetic rest and digest mode of our nervous system. And it is incredibly simple and you can do it voluntarily like I just did it when you are stressed out and you feel your heart rates up there and you're nervous and your hands are sweaty and your stomach's bothering you or whatever it is that happens when you're feeling stress. The physio physiological sigh has been proven to take us out of that almost immediately. It's really powerful. If you have a little bit more time and can pay a little bit more attention for a longer period, the four, seven, eight technique is fantastic where we breathe in deeply for four seconds, hold it for seven and breathe out slowly for eight. It's actually as simple as that. You can find some great videos on YouTube to show you how to do that. The last thing I will say about all of this list is simply this. There's 10 things I could have come up with a lot more. This was actually a pretty easy list to generate, but I wanted to focus primarily on things that are, again, cheap or free and easily implemented for those of you who felt the overwhelm of trying to figure out how do I manage all of this stuff for my health and wellness and the wellness of my family, my kids and all that. These things are great places to start. And starting is the most important thing. Celebrate the start. Celebrate the victories. Arrange a family game night. 
go get some raw or not some raw. Well, yeah, raw milk and some organic eggs and swap out your toothpaste, do some breath work. These are all really, really simple and useful tools that I truly believe in and that I utilize myself every single one of them. Okay. So the last thing I want to say now is there is a number 11 on the list and that is to join my brand new Facebook group. It's going to be on Facebook. I've decided because based on the comments that I've had from people, that seems to be the place most people can congregate. I have had a couple who have told me they do not have a Facebook account, and I apologize that this is where we're starting for those of you who want to get involved. I don't know if it's worth getting a Facebook account. I don't particularly like Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg. In fact, I don't like either of those platform or the platform or the person. Uh, but it is what it is in terms of where people are at. So we're going to start it on Facebook. We very well may have kind of an adjunct signal group or uh, WhatsApp or something like that. We'll work through that with the community as we figure this out. But it's going to be the call, called the Vitality Radio Facebook group. Uh, it is not, uh, well, as I'm recording this a few days in advance, it is not currently up, but my intent is to have it up and running by Saturday when this show releases. And uh, so if you'll go to Facebook, uh, you can look at my, or or Instagram, either way, I'll have links on all of my Instagrams, at Jared Saint, at Vitality Radio, at Vitality Nutrition Bountiful, and also at my Vitality Radio and Vitality Nutrition uh, Facebook pages so that you can find it easily. And uh, we'll even link it in the description for this show. This is going to be a very specific group of people who really want to understand what they can do to better improve their health, to help you see through the smoke screens that are being uh, taught to you by pharmaceutical marketing and government and all of the propaganda that we're dealt on a daily basis in this country, my goal will be to bring like-minded people together so that we can try to make a dent in the health of our country as we make massive improvements to the health of our families. So that's the idea behind the Vitality Radio Facebook group. I hope you'll join. I hope you'll be an active participant. I will be an active participant, as will some uh, amazing friends of mine who are very much uh, in this same space, and I can't wait to bring it to you. So join up, check it out. Let me know what you think. And uh, I've got like one more minute, so I might as well throw this at you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to me on Vitality Radio. Thank you to all of you who are new subscribers listening to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. We have so many new ears listening to this message, and so many of you have been so incredibly gracious and kind in your words, telling me that you believe that what I'm doing is important work, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I've had at least seven or eight people just this week tell me that they are binging this show. And that means so much to me. So thank you so much. I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, I'm going to have to cut the show out or, or <laughs> cut the show out. I'm going to have to stop now. I have run up against the clock. I could talk forever about this stuff, but you've been listening to me. If you have questions, about anything that you've heard out of my voice, then I would love for you to reach out to us on the phone. 801-292-6662 is Vitality Nutrition or on the on the web at 
vitalitynutrition.com, especially if you're looking uh, for any of the products that I've been talking about on these shows. And you can, again, reach me on all of the Instagrams and Facebooks at Vitality Radio, at Vitality Nutrition Bountiful, at Jared St. Thank you so much for listening to me. I am Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.